0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein, play-by-play television announcer for the Florida Panthers. We talk everything Panthers and NHL here on the podcast. The podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, so we do want to thank them and advise you as you listen to this podcast to not only spread the word, download, subscribe to your friends, uh, but also take a few moments to listen to our sponsors' message. Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Real Estate Group, Orion of O&A Job Site Solutions, the Sides Foundation, Dave Lister runs it, and it's the fight against pediatric cancer, and BNT Windows. They do a great job with impact windows, so get in touch with Tom and the guys at BNT Windows. Well, let's discuss the 2019-2020 Florida Panthers season, one that uh, ended in disappointment, uh, obviously interrupted by the coronavirus pandemic, unfortunately, and then resumed with the NHL, which the league did a great job developing the NHL bubble in Toronto. Uh, So much credit has to go to the NHL, each individual team, all of the team doctors and medical personnel, and all of the players, coaches, trainers, everybody involved with the team, because, you know, they could have all the protocol and all the precautions they wanted to put in place. But if people did not follow them, well, we know the rest. So. Uh, I was very heartened to see that everybody took it as seriously as they did, as they should have, and the NHL continues to go on and on without um, any positive tests once teams got into the, the training camp setting. So that was certainly encouraging to see. What was not so encouraging was that Panther series against the New York Islanders. Uh, it wraps up a season where, you know, it just left you wanting more. Um, a year ago during the off season the amount of money that ownership put into this team, um, getting those free agents, getting Joel Quenville. I think we all thought, and I was wrong, I certainly thought, hey, this is a playoff team, hands down, no question about it, when you looked at improving the goaltending position um, and you look at a guy like Joel Quenville, and, and that's not a criticism of any other coach. Um, he's just one of the greatest of all time and all the winning that he's done. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. you know. And you had some guys that had good individual offensive years, But as a collective unit and a team that needed to play the game tighter defensively. um, The way Bobrovsky played, certainly not his best year, certainly not what he was used to as far as coverage, probably in his own zone um, by his team and in front of his net, and the number of odd man rushes he saw. Um, So, really, a combination of things that just did not lend um, the season to come together the way you would have thought. And You know, obviously defensively, uh, it was remarked many times by Joel Quenville during the season that, you know, we we know we can score, we got to do a better job of keeping the puck out of the net. And that is a philosophy that I think this team really needs to take from the coaching staff, um, the way, you know, the team needs to play to have success. And, you know, it just appeared that either the team has too many of the same types of players that think offense too often or whatever the reason um, they just were not able to grasp that defensive system, um, play simple hockey. Most of the time, you know, there's an old adage on most shifts, not much happens. You have to be okay with that. And it just seemed like the Panthers forced too much offense too much of the time. When they didn't, they had success in the times they were able to, Play the game the way Quenville wanted him to play, you know, better without the puck, more tighter checking, be closer to your teammate, you know, when you're actually playing the game. On occasion, when they were able to do that, they found success. Um, So it's going to be a very interesting run here of how they construct this roster, what they do, um, and how they come back after a season that, you know, was going pretty well. They hit that really rough patch in February. They seemed to recover. And then, you know, that week before we had the pause and then going into the Islanders series, um, you know, it just wasn't good enough. And, you know, you know the way the Islanders play, you know how tight they play and you just can't go out and, you know, open it up against that team. And it seemed like, you know, there were times in the series where they played the right way and didn't get you know, loose when the Islanders scored a goal and the game they won, the game three, that was certainly the case. But there were other games where in that series where they just didn't keep their composure after allowing a goal um, and trying to open up and get it right back. You know, that, that was that, that's the philosophy. So I do think there needs to be an overall shift in the way they think the game and how much of that needs to be – um, a result of changing the roster is going to be something very interesting. Uh, you had guys that had real big, you know, offensive seasons. I mean, I thought Aaron Ekblad had a good season, you know, a bounce-back year, and he was one of the best in the NHL amongst defensemen and um, even strength assists. Obviously, Mike Hoffman, uh, the goal-scoring year he had, I mean, you know, it's a cannon of a shot. He's got a rifle of a shot. Um, I thought Dadnoff, you know, for goes into those stretches where – He doesn't produce as much, but again, at the end of it, the numbers are there, and obviously Jonathan Huberdeau had really a breakout year for him. Top 10 offensive player in the league. Um, You know, Barkov was probably banged up there in that month of February. Um, Maybe didn't do as much offensively as you would have liked, especially five-on-five, but still a point-a-game guy. Um, So you had some guys with some individual, and Chris Drieger was a great story. I thought Mackenzie Wieger probably took a step forward, um, you had some guys that stepped in and, you know, had those flashes of times where they were really good. Uh, Nola Chari, to me, was clearly the best of the free agent pickups. Um, you know, brought a lot of what you thought he would brought bring and then brought a lot of what you didn't think. I mean, scoring 20 goals and back-to-back hat-tricks was, uh, was unbelievable and wound up being a very useful player in all roles. Um, someone Joel Quenville trusts, um, played the game, plays the game the right way. So, used them all over the place, and I just think it's very telling that Noel Chari finished up the season as a top-line winger. I mean, they signed him to be a fourth-line center. But, you know, as the season materialized, um, you know, I think Joel Quenville and the coaching staff probably realized, you know, the, the, the alterations they need to make to balance the lineup, um, try to drive lines to play the right way, um, especially, like I said, in that series against the Islanders, they they were not an easy team to play against. I mean, the way they shut it down, they could almost bore you to death, and you've got to be willing to go along with it. So, you know, it was a season where, like I said, was so much optimism, a team built to win, um, and it just didn't materialize the way you would have liked. They weren't a bad—I mean, it's not like they were a terrible team. It wasn't a total flop, but it was not, you know, a successful season by any stretch. I mean— you know, making the 2014 playoff, if you said before the season this year, th- th- this time last year, there's going to be a 2014 playoff, you would have said, of course the Panthers are going to be in it. Um, and there were a couple of points out when the stoppage happened. They were playing pretty good hockey. Nobody will ever know how that would have worked out. And you could say that some of this playoff stuff is you know, an anomaly because teams were coming off a four-month layoff and it was a weird situation and you don't know how going into the bubble would affect different guys, and I'm sure there's some legitimacy to that, but, you know, all things were equal because everybody was in the same boat, and that's kind of the way that, you know, I judge the season. So, um, we'll see how it shakes out as this team... uh As this team moves forward. Uh, Once again, this is the Goldie on Ice Podcast. I'm Steve Goldstein. Our producer is Brett Markowitz. We'll be putting out a lot more podcasts with all the Panther news um, and the NHL news as things materialize. Uh, But right now, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, If you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment now to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister, at age 15, battled Ewing's sarcoma, and she beat it, and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund... Children's Cancer Research, and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDES on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Uh, everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954 594 Five seven six three. Help us help Dave Lister and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and O&A today at nine five four nine two two. 8660 online. It's ONA Management Group.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954 992 8660 for Orion and ONA Management.